Gotta play to win every day. Never knock a grind or a hustle. Quarterback calls in the huddle. We not blood, but he know he my brother. He go, I go word to my mother. You know that I live by the way. All right, welcome back to You're Not Gonna Like This. This is the final episode of season two, episode 31, Musical Beginners Part 4, or otherwise known as Sigma Blues. Uh, so this episode, we have a guest, Lou Alex, uh, another intro artist. I believe this song was 21, 23, 25, and I want to say 27 and 28, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. I, I know it was five of those episodes in the 20s. Well, I'm not going to ramble too much if Lou, you can't introduce yourself, man. What's up, everybody? I go by the name of Lou Alex. Um, I'm a musician, producer, mix engineer, all that. And I'm from Virginia, 757 area. So I'm glad to be here, bro. And we're glad to have you. So for this episode, you know, guys, it's going to be a little different. You know, Lou requested that we talk about his new project, Woke, in My Woke Up in Miami first. And then we have a few questions as normal what I did for the last three parts of the series. So I guess we go ahead and jump right into it. So first question I got for you, Lou, is unlike other artists, you play the saxophone. What led to that? I mean, it's no complicated question. It was really just, or a complicated answer. It was really just, um, I was surrounded by music all the time. Like in high school, in middle school, elementary, I was surrounded by music with band. And then I also had like church, which helped me out a lot with music. So just seeing it all the time and um, being inspired by other musicians, that led me to, to play saxophone eventually. You play alto sax. I heard the alto sax, right? I played tenor mainly, but tenor? I played I played alto on um, the album, on the song alone. That was, was right. yeah, you got a good ear, bro. I fuck with you too, by the way. I didn't get to say that. Hey, I appreciate it, bro. No appreciate it. Yeah. I ain't no Michael Me saxophone like that. Jeez. I play, bro. Okay. I play the sax. I oh, I you play sax? You never told me that. You never told. Me. <laughs> you never told me. I did not know. That's why when you said I was like, so you play alto. Bro was a musician. I said you mastered and mixed the shit yourself. Production. Damn, bro. You coming with it? You coming with it? I respect you. Thank you. Thank you. That's tough. That's tough. I ain't no Michael playing saxophone. Oh, dang. Jeez, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's what's up. That is. That is. You know, even though I was in the church choir, too. I don't miss those. Uh-oh. I don't miss those days. <laughs> I don't miss those days, though. You say you don't miss them? P hey, look. Hey, hey, PJ, dad, a pastor. He know about that life. You Sunday singing in the choir. Don't got but no hey, PJ, my, my dad a pastor, too, though. Oh, oh I'm already. Yeah, my, both my parents, matter of fact, were pastors growing up. And my mom still <clears> preaches. <throat> my dad preaches a little bit, too, but... um. My mom kind of took over as I got older, but yeah. yeah, yeah, my dad does it. Um, I was also in the choir too. I also played. I was in the band too. I played um trombone. Played that from sixth grade to twelfth grade. So yeah, like we all kind of musically inclined. I see. Yeah, everybody here is musicians. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, shoot, music run the world. So I don't see oh, yeah. how you cannot you know get involved with music. Yeah, but. That leads us to the next thing is the Woke Up in Miami review. So basically here, everybody's going to give their opinions of the project. You know, I like the project. It was consistent. It was consistent. I love a consistent project. Everything, all the sounds matched. It was like, it was like yeah. an actual vibe. Like it was, it was like a late night vibe in Miami. And that's kind of yeah. what I got for it. I got my one quotable, you know, Lou said on, I think that was the first song. Was it Phil? Yes. Uh, it was, 
I've been that nigga since before I was that. Yeah. And I laughed. Hey. <laughs> but I he heard that attention, time, bro. I laughed at it. I laughed at it. I was like, dang, you can apply yeah, it everywhere. Might start saying that when I'm start saying that while you're on the basketball court. I've been that nigga before I was that nigga, and I keep it pushing. You gotta have that confidence, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Got to. <laughs> That was one of my favorite lines too. I was hoping people would catch that one. So the fact that you brought that up, I was like, okay, bet. This is that was one of them quotables, one of them ones. <laughs> yeah, but overall, it was like you know, it was like a late night in Miami. That's what it felt like, you know, very laid back songs. I guess I'm assuming you were chilling with your significant other. I remember hearing that a couple of times. Oh, I, you said I you said what? Like, you chill, like you were chilling with a significant other, like your girl, something like that as well. Yeah, it, it it's weird because on the tape it kind of went through like. It went through like three different phases of me and my dating life or whatever. Like it was one situation, it was me being single, and then I guess it was another situation. So it was the project, when you listen to it, like if you don't really know me like that, even if you do know me, it's kind of hard to tell like what I was talking about or what situation just because um, it was kind of like a lot of romantic situations going on at once. And, I knew um, you were talking about the same girl though. That was just me. I, I don't think it was You thought it was the same girl the whole time? I, I didn't think I was like, bro. This you talking about different shorties. I mean, woke up in Miami. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but that's just I. I like I said, that's why we, you know, get you get. Uh, I, I got my own yeah. thoughts of where you was coming from on that. But that's what I was like. Yeah, it just seemed like. And that's I, it's funny. I don't know if you've seen, and I don't mean to interrupt y'all, TJ and Luke either. But have you seen the movie? Um, and I don't know if you was thinking on this but have you seen the movie why the fools fall in love with Fr the frankie lyman movie i haven't even i don't even think i've seen that all the way through ah, damn. nah you won't get the rec well i'm gonna I'm give you the spark notes version okay um, it has a, a whole bunch of women are court um trying to get frankie's money and whatnot and every woman gives a story about the how their relationship with frankie lyman oh uh, okay, you know, okay i thought maybe you was on some shit like i was like yo this nah i thought maybe <laughs> Cause you know how you could be with one, every different girl you have, or every different yeah. girl you've been with, talking to, dating, whatever the case may be. They get a different part of you. You're never the same with just one girl. So that's, that's why I'm like, woke up in Miami. I'm getting the vibes and everything. You meet a little shorty, whether you uh, in Daytona, you know, you went to Daytona next night. You in Miami next night. You take her to Orlando. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, I, I, I was I was rocking with it, bro. I was rocking with it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I see what you're saying. It was more so like based on just my life in the past year um and just like everything i went through and every experience like for instance maserati i really got in a car accident with a maserati like i really crashed into it like it's not really no subliminal messages on okay. half the stuff it's just <laughs> it's just stuff i really went through in it so each each song has like a story to it yeah. um so that's why i kind of wanted to talk about it because i kind of wanted to get into like just the whole idea of each thing being its own separate entity and like each girl i was talking to on it like it was it was all people that meant something to me it wasn't really no like one night fling type things on, on at least not on this tape um but <laughs> not, not on this tape but yeah I definitely, yeah i definitely i definitely am pretty real in my music like everything i say is something that really happened or something that i really felt because I, I think it's important to just speak from an authentic and real place so that's where them songs come from yeah <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, hey Jordan, Jordan said that last time. He was like, "Authentic music is the best music. It's always good when you're coming from a spot where you actually experience and not trying to like make yeah. something that everybody else makes. You got your got your own thing." But then, yeah. you know, saying that it was like three different parts of your dating life, you know, that kind of answered a lot of questions for me because 
Where I know the song ties me, you know, alone and feel okay when he's single. And then you got the other two. And then as it goes on, now I can understand yeah. all building together. Miami yeah. Vice. <laughs> yeah, you know what's crazy about Miami Vice? Miami Vice ain't even about a girl. Like, I think a lot of people think it's about a girl, but it's really about, uh, it's like a love song to marijuana in a way. Oh, I'm, like uh, <laughs> imagine a girl that's just Mary Jane. Like I'm talking about. Like I don't know if I've heard Waquisha by Moneybag Yo. Yeah. Um, but it's basically like that same type thing. Like it's like a love song to a certain vice that I have or have had. And um, I talked about my experience with it, like kind of just in life and then in Miami specifically too. So I actually made that song in Miami in a studio in Miami um, oh, when yeah. I took a trip out there. Every other song was made in uh, VA, but that song was made in in Miami though. That's, so, that's so, so was that, yeah. that experience recording in Miami like like way different than what you would you normally record in VA? Uh, not for me because I kind of had the same process like everywhere I go. Um, so I, it wasn't really that different for me. It was a, it was a different vibe though. So I think it, it sparked some different music and some different ideas. But the whole process in general was pretty much the, the same as I would do back back home. Um, which is different now than it used to be. Like back in the day, I used to write every bar down. I used to write every line. Now it's like I'm coming a lot more off the top with it. So it's like I'll punch in, which is where you like record and then you think about it and you record a little bit more, then record a little bit more. So that's kind of how like most of these songs came about. It wasn't like me sitting down too much. It was really just me. Some of this stuff is like the first thing, the first idea that came to my head is what y'all heard or what y'all got. So um, it was completely just real stories and it was also real uh, like creative spontaneity, like it was, it just, it just came out of nowhere. So um, I just kind of trusted my my freestyles and my ideas on this one. Yeah, my boy, my boy Q did that. Uh, he's fully with the Tuli. Yeah, he did that. Uh, he yeah. when we first went to his first recording session, he had stuff written down that he did do, but a yeah. lot of it was like what you did. He had something written, and then when he didn't, when it didn't make sense, he was like, "All right, give me a second. Okay, let me think about it. Play yeah. the okay. And then he then he said, okay, all right, now I got it. And then he did it. We yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. Like, like yeah. now, like it's a rumor that says Lil Wayne freestyle is freestyle most of the song. Now Malcolm don't like this rumor. <laughs> but if it's anything like what you did and what my boy did, it's definitely like that you know it's true. Cause it's like he maybe didn't yeah. freestyle like the entire song, but bits and pieces yeah. of it it's like okay yeah I'm, I'm, I'm putting this off the top there is no right in this and you yeah, know seeing exactly. the process first seeing that process firsthand it's like hmm, it's impressive it, it takes yeah. a lot of time to do that i know i couldn't do it i'll tell you that but i think that but, comes uh, from just writing all the time and whatnot like back in the day all the writing i used to do and all the recording i used to do you eventually you develop your own style and then it naturally just comes out of you like i'd be doing certain things that that just naturally come out like the yeah 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 i be doing it's like a little um like a yeah 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 that's like something i be doing but i do it on different songs and i do it a lot it's kind of like a trademark like how travis scott has is lit and when he comes on it's like you know it's travis scott like i think every artist develops those things and then as you develop it it becomes easier to kind of freestyle because you you just know yourself so well at least in the musical realm so it's just whatever comes out is just natural well, uh, PJ, since you're the only one that really didn't give the album review, you might as well take this. Man, I mean, all I, all I, all I know is, like, I, I just like the sound of, you know what I'm saying? It's like, 
you 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 incorporate your own music in there, you know, with with, with the the sax and all the stuff that you produce yourself, and then you right. go in and you sing a little bit, add a little hip hop element to it. Got a little Tiller vibe going on with it. Some of the songs right. too, like it's and like honestly, I just want to know like from your standpoint, like how important is it for you to you know remain you know original and true to yourself when you drop these music? Because a lot of people, a lot of artists. They go in and they drop, you know, some that they think everybody else want to hear. But it seemed like with yeah. you, you really got a message you want to convey and, and you dropping this music with a purpose, with intention behind it. So I just kind of want to know, like, how important is it to you to always, you know, remain true to yourself and remain intentional when dropping your your music? It, I really got a story to tell. So for me, it's not even a thing of being important or something that I even think about. It's just, I just, I have to keep it real. Like, I really have a story. I really have things that I go through really have life experiences that I've been through. So if I didn't talk about it, I feel like I'll be doing everybody a disservice. And then music that is authentic and that's real and that comes from a real place, that's the only music that's going to last. Like, that's the only music that'll be timeless at the end of the day. Like, when we look back on music, we're not looking back on the, the hit songs of 2019 or whatever. We're looking at songs that was like, what, what stayed here? Like, what's a song that never goes away? You hear the birthday parties, you hear the cookouts, like, that's the type of music I'm trying to create. And that's the type of music that is created when you keep it, when you keep it real. Like it's stuff that people can go back to. Even my old music, people could probably go back and listen to that and be inspired differently than they would have when I first put it out, just because they can see my style and like what I can do now. So I think it's it's super important because that's the only music that's gonna last. That's how you really make a mark and that's how you become a legend. Like I ain't just trying to be no temporary artist. I'm trying to really put the work in and then one day I'll wake up and realize, okay, yeah, like I'm legendary because of this. <laughs> and that's a good mindset to have because, you know, a lot of times when people drop something, they so focus on, you know, what's going to pop. They're not focused yeah. on what's going to last. It's all about what's going to be hot now and I was going to be hot down the line. So, you know, yeah. it's kind of good to hear you know, like what you want to do, how you want to last. You want to show me to have a lasting impact. You don't want to, you don't want to just be, you know, yeah. a hit right now and then somebody forget about it, you know, down the line. So, yeah, like it's refreshing to hear that you know you're dropping music, trying to trying to make it last. So yeah, yeah man, I, I I love the EP, bro. It's it's good music, bro. Like, and I love the music. I'm a fan of good music. I don't want to listen to nothing that's not good music. So like, yo, your shit definitely good music, bro, for sure. Thank you, bro. That means a lot, bro. Thank you. Hey, look, I I know that you don't use the same. I'm hearing production wise, FL Studio. Do you record on Pro Tools? I'm trying. I was trying to hear what what. So it's crazy because back in the day, all I used was FL Studio, like for the first probably four or five years of me producing. And I started producing when I was like 12 or something like oh, that. So for a minute then. Yeah, I think I was in like seventh grade when I started actually like using FL Studio. So um, I switched over maybe 2017 and um, I started using Logic, actually. So all the, all the songs that I made for this project were made in Logic. And then I had some people help me mix it. Um, this dude Tweezy, he he helped me mix it. Um, he goes by the beat terrorist and all that. So uh, I, I did all the production, I did all the um, instruments, and I played all the instruments and did all the vocals. But when it came to like the actual mixing, I had some help from um, right. from my boy Tweezy. And the writing, yeah. writing was all you too, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, writing was all me too. Yeah, I mean that's how I've done all my projects. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've done all my projects like that. Like I used to only make beats. Well, actually, before that, I was only a musician. And then I started producing. And then I was like, man, I don't like the way people rap over my beats. So I'm going to start <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start trying to rap over my own. And then I, I always would write stuff anyway. 
I just never had the confidence to put it out. So around maybe I was like 14, 15, I was like, man, I'm about to just start actually recording my, my own vocals. And so I started doing that and it developed into this style that I've, that I have now. And um, I just made like five projects and just, I'm gonna just keep going. And one day it's, it's gonna pop, bro. <laughs> it's gonna pop. I feel it. You got it, you got it too, man, you got it. Yeah, thank you, bro. Just, yeah, you got it, man. That shit, damn. Yeah. Because I, it's funny, Um, because TJ sent us to join on uh, Spotify. I was like, fuck Spotify, I got it on Apple Music. And I stumbled onto some of your other, you know, your singles. Uh, there's one joint I heard on the album, you had like, it was a, do you do um the digital uh album mixtape? Oh, the cover. Covered? Nah, matter of fact, my older brother, he does all the, the artwork. Oh, keep that um, shit in family. I like that. Yeah, That's it's, it's really in family. But, he, but he's the one who inspired me almost to even get into music because his confidence with visual art just was like inspiring on just an artistic standpoint because he he's a beast. And my brother, he's been doing art for longer than I've been doing music. So um, I, I told him, I was like, bro, I'm going to just get you to do every single tape like major tape cover that i do you're gonna be the one to do it so um all my covers from now and then even in the future is, is gonna be from from matthew pierce that's that's my guy right there like that's my brother so yeah yeah same 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 for me you know everybody that the guy does my logo my boy peanut yeah he's he did everything he did he's at all my logos yeah you know, he did most of my recent he's, he's working on a season two recap video that's coming out shortly after this episode you know yeah, you, you gotta keep people like that around you because that's how you that's how you grow and that's how the people around you grow. Like if if it's for instance, even this, like we all went to GMU or go to GMU, so it's like this type of connection. As I grow, y'all will grow too, and as y'all grow, I will grow. So it's like we literally we just all feeding each other. And I think a lot of people they be striving for the people that's on top and trying to get pulled up, but in reality we should be pushing each other up and like pulling each other up um, together. Real. So yeah, that's bro. Real. Work, work, work across. Don't work up and down. Like if you work across, all of y'all will level up together. If you work up and down, they're gonna be out the game by the time y'all get in, and then it's like y'all trying to pull somebody else up. So I definitely will keep doing what, what y'all doing, bro. I, I don't, I don't see why people would always go to the top though. You know, because when you got people like being at George Mason, and as many people I met at George Mason, there's no reason for you to just like, okay, let's link with one of the George Mason players that made the NBA. Yeah. Like, I don't, that doesn't, that doesn't make a lot of sense at it's, all. It's, it's that doesn't a, make sense to me because one, yeah. he played in like the 2004 and um, I'm not even, I'm not even 25 yet. So I, yeah. didn't, I, I don't even remember <laughs> playing. So yeah. it, it's like, it's, it's like if, you know, if I was an NBA podcast, that's like me striking up a, a conversation with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like, I ain't never seen bro play a day in my life. So how in the world yeah. are we going to have an actual basketball conversation? It would be impossible. Yeah. But you kind of answered the question, basically, what inspired it. You said it was inspired by your dating life. So I would say, what does this project mean to you then? Um, well, I'll say it's actually inspired by a little bit more than the dating life. That just happened to be like the primary maybe thing that's going on in the past year. Um, it's, just, it's just more so based on just life and every situation I've been through. Um, but what was, what was the other question though? You asked something after it was, it was what inspired It was what inspired the project and what does it mean to you? Oh, it means, all my projects mean, I ain't gonna say everything because God means everything to me, but my projects, they they close. Like they, they close to what family means. They close to what God means. Like my music is, is like my baby. 
um, when I make it, I'm in the studio or I'm on my laptop by myself and I'm just literally creating and it's the most like freeing process and emotional release I've ever had the chance to get. Um, so I think music for me is kind of like my best friend. Um, it's something that has always been there for me. It doesn't go anywhere. I keep it around and I'll continue to keep it around to the day I die. But I, I just feel like it's it's giving me the ability to to show people different parts of myself and then to help people kind of discover their purpose for themselves as well. So music is music is my purpose, bro. Like music or music has my purpose in it. Um, I'm able to use music to reach my purpose and to touch people in a way that I can I wouldn't be able to do with just words. So music is is special to me, bro. It's definitely very special to me. Well, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. You love it when people's talents and things that they do, they enjoy, they enjoy it, and not just doing it because everybody doing. It. They got like they got passion behind it. Like yeah. they're not just chasing it. They're like sitting and investing countless times and hours, and just you know, yeah. really trying to really create something that's unique. Like it's not just okay. I've heard this once, twice. No, it's like it's just unique. Like it's their own yeah. thing. It's everything. You know, it's their own. You know, it's yeah. not, it's not like that. And I said this in episode 29, you know, uh, every, if you know me personally, I'm probably one of the biggest sports fans in the world. I watch almost every sport, Norman man, that's, you know, popular, of course. Right. And a lot of people wanted me to do a sports podcast. And I was like, that's cool. But everybody does a sports podcast. I can type that in on Google. I can type it on Instagram. We can pull up probably 200 sports podcasts just in the area or within Virginia and Maryland alone because everybody does sports. Yeah. So the reason I did pop culture is because it's like we talk about things that are current. It gives it gives me more avenues to branch out. And out of all the podcasts, especially the ones that I've collaborated GMU and other podcasts that I've seen around the way, I'm kind of the only one that does the pop culture thing that it's like, okay, we talk about politics. And then we'll, right. flip and we'll talk about music. Oh, and we'll get into sports. Right. Okay, then we just talk about a life lesson. You know, yeah. it's just it's everything and anything. So it's just unique. Like nobody, no. What had I seen? I, I I've never. I haven't seen anybody in my circle that I've seen so far that that has a podcast like mine. And I love that because it's just like it's my own thing. You know, yeah. I can take inspiration from wherever I choose. It's not like I got to go broadband one inspiration. I can go. I can pull it because like my favorite two podcasts to watch are all the smoking I am athlete. So I just pull things out of there and figure yeah. out how I want to do it. And that's where a lot of things come from. Like this series, I came up with series like this because like, especially the artistic creation series, no, this is Musical Beginnings, excuse me. Because Musical Beginnings is like artists like yourself and other right. artists that I've had. And then the artistic creation series, you you know, Greg, it's for guys like him that are yeah. outside of music, that cook, that do art that do all yeah. other things because it just gives everybody a different platform a different kind of thing to do and yeah. i think that's really 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 important yeah but um my next question is so you're making music so you said you said you're like 14 so how would you rate your success in music thus far in your career i used to judge my success with money or with like accolades but now i just judge it with peace like enjoy like the 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 peace and the joy that i have from from staying true to myself or from keeping it real and just being honest with myself that's something that's success to me like that's true happiness that doesn't ever go away 
Um, so for me, I would definitely say I've been very successful. And I, I don't think I became successful until I realized that success is about something deeper than money. Um, and so I reached like complete joy and complete peace probably like sometime during the making of this project, actually, because um, it's been like a year long journey to kind of create this process. I didn't want to put it out until um, it was done. But yeah, bro, it's, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like this is, I, I'm on the right track right now. Like I, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. The success thing is not even something I really think about. I just think about putting the work in and the success comes with that. So I'm going to just keep it going. Man, that's interesting you say that because it's like you talk about how you really didn't, you know, get to the point where you wanted to be until you realized it's all it's not about the money and things of that nature. So like I'm sure you could see like a difference in, you know, the early music you put out when you was focused on, you know, the money, like you said, and yeah. now where you focused on, okay, this is the music that I need to be dropping because this music makes me happy. This music is what I'm right. trying to say. So it's like like, I'm sure, like, there's a major difference between what you dropped back then and what you drop now. Like, and that's really a real measure of success because you're making progress, like you said. Yeah. And even, like, you know, I don't know if people know, but, like, you drop, you know, your saxophone covers on Instagram, things of that nature. Like, I yeah. see you have a lot of fun with that. And I guess that also comes with, you know, just doing that probably makes you happy as well, you know, because yeah. you're going out here, you know, you're doing your, your little dirt cover or your Gibby uh -huh. cover or your Fredo Bang cover and, you know, you're just having fun with it. So it's like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people, like, when they really figure out something that makes them happy, it's so much more free in knowing that, hey, I'm doing this because I want to do it, not because I'm looking for something out of it. So I, I thought it was really yeah. interesting that you, that you said that. Yeah, it's, it's that. And it's also realizing that life isn't about us. Like, once you realize life is about something bigger than yourself, that's when you really start living. And I think in the past, I was so caught up in like, okay, I'm doing this for me or I'm doing this for myself or my family or whatever. But now the way I look at it, I'm just trying to help other people. And that takes away like the fear, that takes away the anxiety, that takes away all of that. Like if you're on stage and you're not thinking about, oh, what if I mess up? You're more so thinking about what is the audience gonna feel or like, how am I touching them? Like if you start thinking about those things, then your performance is, it just comes out naturally. Like you're not stressing about playing the right notes because you're thinking about the greater purpose and what you're doing. So um, I would definitely say just success is, is growth, like you said. And then success is also when you do things for other people as opposed to just doing it for yourself. That's real. That's real. I, 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 gotta, I gotta ask though, you know, when, when you first started doing saxophone covers and like, you know, the Kalani's and like the big name artists actually tweeted your tweet. Yeah. You gotta tell me how that, how that actually felt. I know that felt like, you know, I know your mind had to be like blown. You like, whoa, yeah. whoa, Kalani retweeted my tweet. It, I mean, it's, it still feel crazy. crazy. It still feel crazy, bro. Like to this day, it still feels crazy when that happens. And um, it normally happens the same way every time. Like I'll drop it. I won't really think too much about it. And then I'll be like grocery shopping or something. And I'll look at my phone and they'll say, like, at Kaylani just retweeted you or something. So it's a crazy feeling. Um, but at the same time, every time that happens, it's just a spark for me to just keep going to the next thing. Like, I definitely try to appreciate where I'm at, but I'd be like, okay, bet. Like, this is confirmation that I'm doing the right thing. So I'm going to just keep doing this. Um, but yeah, bro, it's, for lack of better words, that don't feels crazy. Like, I, I definitely, <laughs> it feels crazy, bro. Like, I definitely love um, having people kind of recognize what I'm doing, because I feel like I have I hadn't had that for the first maybe 10 years. So it's, it's a dope feeling. 
especially those that are like the best, the best at what they do. Because Kalani being that she's like one of the best R&B artists out now, and you do R&B sure, as well. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, dang, the top of the top is congratulating yeah. me. So that's like, you know, you you climbing, you doing you doing the right thing, yeah. you doing the right thing. Like the reason all the smoke is like one of my inspirations for my podcast. And when I first started doing the podcast, they did like a little question thing on Instagram. They always did, and right. then. I commented and I was like, what do you say for uh like for upcoming podcasts? What's your advice for that? And then Steven Jackson responded to it and I still got that video saved on my phone and said, hey. You gotta keep it, you gotta hey. keep it, bro. You like, got I think to, that's, bro. That's I got, like I got screenshots and screen videos Instagram. of like all of mine, bro. And I got yeah, this, like this in, list the in my like notes. In too. Instagram bio? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So you gotta you gotta hold on to that stuff. That motivates you. Yeah, like in my in the Instagram bio for the podcast, you took on the highlights and motivation. It would be like the first video that comes up, it would be screen recorded, Steven Jackson speaking to it. And I was like, Yeah, I gotta keep this. And yeah, I sent it to a couple of my people on my survey was like, Well, bro, you gotta stay with it now. You know, you didn't you got, you got to like, <laughs> you got the approval, you got the blue check, like you gotta you gotta roll yeah. with it now. You gotta keep going and keep being expansive and keep keep getting better. Um, yeah. Malcolm, you got any questions before I can keep on? You, you, you said me? Yeah, you got anything before I keep <laughs> on? Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, Luke, do you read music or do you play by ear as far as the saxophone? I, I do both. Time? I do both. You both? Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I started off, it was playing by ear because I was in church. And then I joined yes. band, started playing clarinet. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, said you had to get forward playing... with it. I got you. I got yeah, you. exactly. And then okay. when I started playing clarinet, that's when I started learning how to read music. Um, and band, and then I kind of like combined the two. So I think it's I think it's good, man. You a dangerous hey, motherfucker. Man. I got you, man. Now, let me ask hey, you this bro. though. Let me ask you this though. When you do the covers, you doing it by by ear or you you read? It's, it's, it's probably by ear, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. I do that by ear. Most by of the ear. time, it's, it's new songs, so yeah. it's like nobody has written it out yet. Because <laughs> I'll be doing listen, covers like this. I'll do covers like the day it drops sometimes. So it's like, there's nobody that can write it out for me. If anything, I mean, I might come up with some ideas before I actually record it. But other than that, nah, bro, I got to play that by ear. <laughs> See, that's correct. My dad plays the piano. So he'll transpose. I can't play by ear. My dad will uh, transpose. He'll play like John Legend's Ordinary People. I'll be like, yo, dad, transpose that. He'll transpose. He'll put it in a different key, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So that's great. It's good to you play by ear and play, read music. God, you're a dangerous motherfucker, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's the combo right there. That's the double homicide right there. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, shoot, since you said that, that reminded me of Drumline, man. Nick Cannon was some people who to read music. <laughs> that boy was so yeah, serious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, that boy was so serious, man. Yeah, bro. He started playing. By ear, did he say, I right, learned how to read music? My man was untouchable in the final season. Exactly. <laughs> Ain't nobody was touching that. But honestly, nah. when you can play by ear, picking up like reading music is it's not that hard. It's, it's like being able to talk and then learning how to read later on. Like once you have the words and the letters and stuff, it's like you can put you can put it to music or you can put it to uh to a book or whatever. It's just you gotta learn the technical things and the styles of writing and stuff like that. But I mean, it's something, it's something that everybody can learn. If you play by ear, especially, I feel like that's almost more important. Because when you play by ear, you play with feeling. It's, it's literally nothing except for you. Like, it's, that's music coming from you. So um, I respect both of them, and I think both are dope. Um, but, yeah, bro, it's, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> 
like this, again, I keep saying music runs the world because as you can see, everybody has had their own impact of music and how it applies to their own lives. Music is everything. But um, next question I got for you is, what inspired you to become an artist? I feel like you answered this. I don't know if you directly answered this, but. Let me, let me see. Um, it, it wasn't anything directly inspired. I think music is just something that God put inside of me. Because ever since a kid, it was just something that I woke up and I had the desire to do music. It wasn't something where it was like I had to force myself to do it. So um, that just never went away and I always stuck with it. I think it would be different if I didn't follow that passion and, and later in life got into it or something. But for me, it's just something that was there when I was born and it's been there ever since. So, um, yeah, it's just a part of me. That's tough. That's tough. You gotta throw that in. You gotta throw that when you know you get to that point when you make a documentary of your career. You gotta throw it. You know how they do with Jason Tatum and all the kids. Oh yeah. They be like, man, he had a saxophone in his hand when he was two years old. Exactly, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be captain of the documentary, bro. <laughs> That's because I, I, the parents be going hard in the documentary. They be like, man, he had a ball in his hand when he was six months. I'm like. Relax. Yeah, we we, def we definitely gonna fabricate it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, relax. You know he won't dribble no basketball in no six months. Relax. Exactly. <laughs> relax. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, You'll be lying. <laughs> then, I, then you know my my final question is: What's next for you? What's next for me is me just showing y'all who I am as an artist, like Lou Alex, the artist, not just Lou Alex, the cover musician not Lou Alex, just a musician or just a producer or anything like that. It's just me as an artist. So I want to show people more of my like personality, who I am, all that type of stuff. So I'm, that's why I'm trying to branch out and do more interviews, do more podcasts, um, and just give people more of myself. I feel like when I initially kind of started gaining these followers and everything like that, I kind of ducked off because it felt like like my Instagram and my my music wasn't mine anymore like it felt like everybody else kind of owned it so I had to I had to watch what I posted so now I'm trying to get more into just being me completely um in all aspects and just showing the world who I am and, and who I am as an artist that's tough that's that's tough that's tough you know I all them podcasts you probably did you probably should have quoted what's on a podcast and you and somebody gonna use that one day when you come up with an yeah. album project, like, look he said this and like 2016. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you've, you've had people, like, like we said, Kalani acknowledge your work and Dirt acknowledge your work. And, you know, that's just avenues for you to really show who you are as an artist. You right. take that take that publicity and turn it into, hey, I'm not just a cover artist. I'm, I'm this, you know what I'm saying? And I'm that, exactly. I'm that nigga with, with, with what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, just keep going, bro. Um, Like I, like, I, I, like I said, I was really impressed by the project. Um, There's not a lot of artists out here, especially local guys and, you know, guys that, you know, we, we, we've been around for a while that, that really sound like like they they on to come up with something like I I really like their project and like you know we're, we're behind you you know we we gonna we gonna support you feel me 
you got the GMU community behind you. Of course, you got your people in the seven five. You got yeah. you got your support, bro. So like, just keep going. We 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 got you. We gonna make sure like they they recognize who Lou Alex is, bro. So yeah, just keep that shit up, bro. It's just a good music, bro. Dang, bro. Thank you. Thank hey, you, man. I, I ain't Cole or Kalani or nobody like that, but you got a fan in me. That's that's all I got to say. You know. Hey, I, bro. That's you from BA. You you my brother, brother, bigger <laughs> yeah. than these celebrities <laughs> that I don't know, bro. So I appreciate you. Yeah, I don't, you know, it's my first time meeting you and everything, but yeah, I, I, I rock, man. Cool, cool guy, cool, great music, everything like that. So on, on some real shit right there. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate y'all for real. And then Lou, you got anything you want to close out with? Anything you got that you want to say? Just stay tuned, because I'm really about to turn the summer up, bro. I'm about to go crazy. We look forward to it. <laughs> we look forward to it. Well, all I'm going to say is, guys, this concludes season two you know i appreciate everybody that appeared on the episode you know i appreciate all of it because it takes a lot for people to make time for something that i like to do you know i think it's i think it means a lot when people you know sit down and be like okay i can do this for you and then when they do it, it it's like the best feeling in the world you know yeah i get excited when i get guests when i have like people that i've met through school like three years four years ago you greg um, I think a couple other people, it's just like I get excited about that because it's like, dang, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, you, that means that means they kind of like what you're doing at some kind of standpoint. Oh, yeah. yeah. Enjoy what you do. So it's like season two, I would say, was a huge success. You know, I got real expansive. You know, I hope to keep expanding into all the things that I got. I got a lot of things come for season three. So wait till that intro video comes out. Got a lot more things coming and it's going, going to get better. But we gotta do some living. We gotta do some living first. I gotta gotta get some livelihood things in order. So it might be a small break, but we'll be back. So catch us on IG Live. We'll always frequently there because you know sports is always going. You know NBA lives, NFL lives, uh, whatever other sports. I guess we will accomplish. You know, I think I told Malcolm about some things I'm working on with him. You yeah. know, talking about like we call it history hitters. We're going to get into that later. <laughs> we're going to call it history, history hitters. We're going to hit us with big points in history, and we're going to talk about it. So just stay tuned for everything we got coming here. You're not going to like this. We're better known as YNGLT. And as always, this is your host, Iris, signing off. PJ, Malcolm, big shout-out for Lou for coming on and joining us today. You, and bro. as always, Thank you. And as always, see you. And as always, uh, see you all soon. What's up, everybody? That concludes today's episode. Join us next time as we, when we release another one. As always, we continue releasing episodes Friday at 12 on a bi-weekly basis. Give us a follow on our pages, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. All the ad names are right there on the screen. As always, this is your host, Ira, signing off. And see y'all soon.